to those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, and to our members and guests here at beautiful Savior Lutheran in Milwaukee, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God upon which we base our message on this Christmas morning, Luke chapter 2, verse 7. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. In the name of Jesus Christ, who was born in Bethlehem's manger, and will come once again to take his children home to be with him in heaven forever, my beloved. Oh, all that preparation that you put into this day. And then it's all over so fast. It happens that way every year, doesn't it? And sometimes you wish that you could just slow it down a little bit, hold on to it a little bit longer, but then, alas, time stops for no one. And so it is that after all the presents are unwrapped and after all the toasts are proposed with your favorite beverage and after all the Christmas trees dry out and after the excited anticipation on the faces of the children uh, begins to calm down a bit, after all the externals are stripped away, there remains but one lasting treasure in which, in reality, turns out to be the very basis for all of our seasonable, seasonal celebration and activity, and that is the birth of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. For your spiritual nourishment this morning, we consider the fact that Christ is born. As we consider the fact that Christ is born, let's take a look at the facts And then let's rejoice in the miracle. And then let's be awed at the reason. Christ is born. What were the facts? The fact is that our Savior entered our world in great humility. Sometimes we hear, you know, those songs, uh, No home like uh, Christmas like a home Christmas. It's so good to be home for Christmas. The very first Christmas saw people away from home. Mary and Joseph were away from home. Jesus was away from his heavenly home as he was born into the manger. The story of the very first Christmas was about people who were penniless, homeless, unemployed, and extremely pregnant. The fact is that Mary and Joseph were people unaccustomed to wealth and luxury And so it was that a poor carpenter traveled with his wife a hundred miles by donkey to be met by no vacancy signs in Bethlehem. The fact is that into the smelly air of a manure-laden stable, Christ was born. Myself, having spent uh, four different occasions along with my wife, in the labor and delivery room of a hospital. 
When I take a look at the story of Bethlehem, I ask myself the questions, who monitored Mary's contractions? Who listened to the baby's heartbeat? Who checked her intravenous bag? Who cut the umbilical cord? And of course, the answer is, none of those modern luxuries were available to, jo- to Joseph, who had to serve as midwife. What an anxious responsibility that must have been. From the facts as posed by St. Luke, we know that Jesus' entry into the cold night air was a far cry from all those cute little Christmas cards that we get, you know, with smiling angels and smiling, smiling animals welcoming the Christ child. In ugliness, poverty, and great humility, Christ was born. Our Savior made his way into the world. Those are the facts. But as we take a look at the facts of Jesus' birth, we also have to be amazed at the miracle. You know, if you had been a passerby in Bethlehem on the day that Jesus was born and you actually witnessed Jesus' birth, the only thing that you would have seen with the naked human eye was a young girl giving birth to a baby in some very dirty environment. But through the magnifying glass of God's holy word, we have been privileged to behold the miracle of Christ's birth. Well, just exactly what are the miracles? The first miracle is a virgin virgin conceived. Now, that's a supernatural occurrence that boggles even the best minds of the best gynecologists and uh, obstetricians. I mean, it just can't happen that virgins get pregnant and conceive. But it did by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so Christ was born. The second miracle is that God became man. At Christmas time, we celebrate God becoming one of us. At Christmas time, we celebrate God setting aside the use of his heavenly power and coming down in great humility and weakness. At Christmas time, we are awed and amazed at the mixture between humanity and divinity. St. Paul summed it up so well in his letter, first letter to Timothy when he said, Beyond all question, the mystery of godliness is great. God appeared in a body. third miracle of Christmas is that the Holy One was born of a sinner. How incomprehensible is that? Ever since Adam and Eve fell into sin, disobeyed God, sin has been passed down from one generation to the next and to the next and to the next because flesh always gives birth to flesh. That birth defect of sin is always passed down from parent to child. Yet Christ enters our world as the sinless Son of God. Sinless yet human. How could that possibly be? Well, Mary was his mother, human. God was his father, sinless. And thanks be to God, really, for the final Christmas miracle that we can even believe all of this. 
a miracle of the Holy Spirit on this Christmas morning. The facts and the miracles of Christmas are most amazing. And yet, if we don't know the reason for it all, why then our Christmas celebration is going to be totally meaningless. The reason for it all is God's great love for mankind. God's great love for human beings who aren't deserving of his love. I mean, the way, really, to bring real meaning into Christmas is to take a good, hard, long look at ourselves. And when we take a good, hard, long look at ourselves, it brings us to the realization that once again over this past year, we haven't been those righteous people we often think ourselves to be. We have often relegated our Savior to the spot of last place in our lives. We have practiced the idolatry of selfishness, blowing all of our problems way out of proportion, We have often driven ourselves into the muck and mire of depression, forgetful of the fact that as unconstant and uncaring as this world of ours is, our God continues to care for us. When we look at ourselves and see the doubt and the worry and the lack of trust that we so often displayed, then we finally realize what and who we are and why we need a Savior. And we need Him so desperately to rescue us from all those imperfections of doubt and lack of trust and disbelief. We need a Savior. But you see, that's what Christmas is all about. God's announcement of an answer to all of our needs The Lamb of God, wrapped up in swaddling clothes. The Lamb of God, come to seek and to save those who are lost. The Lamb of God, born to die, so that we might live as God originally intended us to be in the garden. My prayer for all of you is that you will have a very merry and blessed Christmas and celebrate it the way God really intended it to be celebrated. Jesus is born. Know the facts. Be amazed at the miracle and be awed by the reason. God granted for Jesus' sake. Amen. Please stand. And the peace of God which passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our statement of faith on page 8. I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sins, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. All this he has done that I might be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead and lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. We take this time now to gather our tithes and our offerings. Thank you.